Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Uh, this is Robert Fisher, the host of Monetary Life, and I want to welcome you to the show. Tonight, we're going to have the third episode of the three-part talk with John Gallo. Uh, John should be calling in any minute now. It's a beautiful night here in New York City, and of course, uh, a very eventful day and night. Uh, It's really hard to ignore some of the things going on in the world these days. Uh, And I actually have friends that are visiting Barcelona now, and it's very disquieting to hear that there was a terrorist attack there. It seems as though there is no place that's safe or unsafe in the world. And, you know, safety is an issue we could actually discuss tonight because uh, I think it's something that needs to be reworked. Uh, Safety is a mindset like everything else. It's a consciousness. And the one thing that nobody wants is to give in to fear. Uh, Nobody wants to be afraid to go places and to experience things Well, here's John right now. Let me get him on the air. John, is that you? Yes, it is. Hi, Robert. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you tonight, John? Well, if it was any better, it would have to be illegal. (laughs) I love to hear that. That is terrific. Uh, I was just introducing you uh, while you called in. And just talking a little bit about the events of the day, and we don't want to talk too much about that, but I was mentioning that I had some friends that are in Barcelona right now, and I'm hoping that they're okay. Uh, And, you know, the whole idea of being safe in this world is something that I think is being reworked because safety, like everything else, is a mental consciousness. You know, it's how you feel. And if you have a certain consciousness, you're going to be safe wherever you go and whatever you do. Uh, But, you know, to actually pull that off in this world and actually do that, you know, it takes a little bit of gumption. What do you think about that, John? Well, uh, you know, being safe, uh, and I understand, you know, in this third dimensional reality we're talking about, the physicality of things. So, yes, there's like uh, the safety for the physical body. But I just want to do something. If you were to shift your focus from the physicality of your being, your your body, okay, into your spiritual self, there is nothing to be safe from. It's perfect. It will always be perfect. So when you talk about safety, you're talking about physicality that uh, part that we're experiencing this uh, vehicle called the body. So the key to be able to be here and have complete peace and have complete joy all the time uh, where, you know, the Buddha would call nirvana is to be consciously aware of your spiritual part and all the time, which it is quite difficult for anybody to accomplish. I'm sure it will be a lot easier 
if you were in a cave in the Himalaya mountains, okay, where there's nobody around, it's very easy to be conscious of your spirit all the time. But we're here, but there are certain tools that we can learn in order to be, get in touch with your inner being, uh, no matter where you are. And that's something that is practice, and that's something you can do it through the breath. You can do it. There's a lot of triggers that you can create for yourself so that you can retouch with your inner being. Because safety is right. something of the third-dimensional reality, okay? Right. And it's just a state of mind, actually. So, and, and like you said, and it's very good that you pointed that out, it's a third dimensional concern because it's mostly a concern for the safety of the body, not the spirit. Yeah, not the being, not what uh, is that works the body, not what will walk out of the body. That's infinite. That's the part of everybody that is infinite. And everybody has the same traits, the same potential, if you will, everybody does, to reach a state of consciousness like those masters of the past where they live in a state of bliss all the time, no matter what is happening. Because they come to understand, they come to experience that inner uh, being, which is much more than the body. Right. And, um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a very, it's a very good point and it sort of ties in with, um, you know, the topic for tonight's, um, talk about the right stuff, you know, certainly if one were to make a list of what the right stuff was or things to consider, one of those things would be to, to try to be conscious and aware most of the time of who you really are, the spiritual entity that you really are. Because that awareness will help you no matter where your body happens to be, no matter what you happen to be doing. So that definitely ties in. Yeah, that definitely ties in with the talk for today. And for most of the people that are listening now or will listen to the show in the future, you know, these are, these are real concerns. So for, for them to have a better grasp of their spiritual self, will only help them in no matter what they're doing. Uh, It's just interesting to observe the things that are going on in the third dimension, you know, on this night that we're doing the show. And like I said, I just kind of introduced the show by talking about that because I think it's on people's minds to a certain degree. Um, But certainly by keeping in mind who you really are, what your spiritual entity is, it definitely makes you realize um, the perspective you need to go through these things. So in, in uh, talking about what the, what the right uh, – John, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah, the, the one of the things that has uh, really helped me is to look at the outer world, okay, what's going on, and – looking at it like a play. Everybody is playing their part, okay? And for whatever reason, and nothing happens, 
the victims or the perpetrators, nothing happens without a previous agreement before you take on your body. Everything is synchronized. But the key is to understand to play your part when you have to, but then go back into your seat in the audience and observe without that attachment to what's happening because what's happening out there, unless it's personally happened to you, you know, that you're involved in when you're out in the stage playing your part, you have nothing to do with it. But the human mind, the ego, lashes out and attaches to things like that that have nothing to do with their own reality. So you said that that everything is fear. Right. And everything that creates stress. And that's mm-hmm. where mo- a lot of people lose their peace and joy. Okay. I want to explore what you just said a little bit more because you said that everything is synchronized. People are playing their roles. And I agree with that. But where does free will come into that equation? You can change your mind and your beliefs at any time you wish. And you can test that. Everybody can test that. You have well, when you do that, choice. though, I, I, I get that. But when you, let's say that somebody does choose to um, exercise their free will, how does that upset the synchronicity of what they may have agreed to? Oh, well, ter- that's the whole thing. Then it uh, throws, if you had a prior agreement and you came down here and you changed the course, but everything will fall into place again. Everything goes on, continues on. Nothing stops. Right. So in a sense... Just the only thing that you did is made a different choice. You made a right turn instead of maybe a left turn. So your experience of making a right turn is different. And so automatically everything, because remember, there's not two, there's not a billion, there's not a trillion. There is one, one consciousness, one energy that is sustains and maintains creation. There's not two. Right, but it's it's an illusion of separation by virtue of the physicality and the fact that we have our own separate bodies. That's actually a very, very effective illusion for most people. But exactly. I'm, I'm still kind of fascinated by the interplay between uh, the, the synchronization of things and the moment-to-moment free will that everyone has access to. So if everything yeah. is synchronized, but human beings are given free will, then it's a very flexible kind of synchronization in a sense, right? And everything adjusts yes. instantaneously to the yes. action that somebody might take. Because there is no two. There is one. So one said moves over here, so everything adjusts to that because everything is one. It's all about the experience. So it's possible to change the agreements that you that anybody has made before 
taking the body Absolutely. at any time. At any time. Yet it seems as though most people start to play one role and it seems as though there's a certain predilection or tendency to stay in the same role. That's been my observation. Although certainly yeah, people and, and have I been think known. that most people don't understand the power that they really truly have in writing their destiny. People feel that they have no power. There is another power outside of themselves. They really have no choice. So they really don't even try. They sort of like are on autopilot and they allow just to be buffeted by the outer world. Even though they are world given, events. Right. Even though they're given so much power, but they're but a lot of people are unaware as to the power they truly have. They are oblivious to it. Well, what do you think would happen if people started to wake up to the power they have to create their own lives? Well, you would be seeing less and less of all the chaos in the world because they will come to understanding that you don't need to take anything from anybody. You don't need to cheat, lie, or do any of those things. You don't need to try to reach out and take anything. Thing creation is there for you to experience, but you have to believe that it's there, and you have to believe in the power of your choice. <clears throat> and it seems as though many people, like you said, are oblivious to the choice they have in every situation. Exactly. And we, and everybody has the, well, how can we get people to understand that? Uh, Yeah. It, 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 you know, like everything else, because we are in the material world and most people think that it takes, you know, a time and there's, you have to do certain steps or do certain things That's the conditioning of the collective consciousness, that you have to do certain things a certain amount of time to get where you are, okay? The number one step is to come come to, to the knowing, your inner self, your spiritual self, you know, and uh, meditation is good, closing your eyes, breathing, and just feeling, and just stillness of the mind, of the body, and feel that energy That energy that beats your heart, that energy, that power that functions your whole physical body mechanism, which is really intricate, you know, and it's really complex, but it's functioning and we have nothing to do with it. Because if we had to pay attention to our body functions, we wouldn't have time to do anything else. Right. So it's 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 a question of shifting the focus and uh, shifting it away from separation from uh, physicality to understanding 
that existence plays the major role in our lives and we just have to tap into what the, that power is in order to have the lives that we want. And, for and a that lot power of people, lies within each and every one of us. Right. And that transition is a very, very difficult one for a lot of people to make because either they don't believe that they have the power, they weren't told that they have the power, and they're and I think in some cases, John, people are afraid to actually uh, take control of that power and to use it. It's it's very daunting uh, for well, a lot of people. Well, I to, think yeah, yeah, it is, uh, and it all has to do with uh, dropping your sense of self. Okay. Uh, of your old self, uh, sense of self, the erroneous sense of self, and all of a sudden you're left with nothing and then learning this new building on this new spiritual sense of self. Because most people, and I remember happening it to me, I had a physical sense of self, the story of John, okay? Everything that I said I was and I thought that I, because I was, uh, I was taught certain way and I learned it and I accepted it and those were my core beliefs. But I remember that those core beliefs and the way that I saw myself in the world was only causing pain and suffering within my experience. And, that's and yet, when looking I around began... at the world today, uh, I, I, well, I just interrupt you for a minute, John. Looking around at the world today, it seems pretty obvious that a lot of people are in a chaotic or a painful situation, and yes. not just for themselves, but they're spreading that to other people. Sure, because they haven't come to the knowing. They haven't experienced, they haven't tested who they really are. Infinite, powerful, spiritual being that is having an experience in the physicality of the physical body, which their components are the uh, thoughts, the emotions, Okay, and then you have the physical body. Those are the tools that a spirit, that a being, infinite being uses to experience separation and experience the third dimensional reality. Okay, now and how can we get you people learn, to take... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so once, once you, learn, you understand those components and you start looking at inward of how it works, then you can become a master. And once you become a master of how it works within you, because that's the only, the only power, and this is a, another misconception that I remember uh, that I, my old belief system was that I would have power over any situation, place, people, places, and things. And that was a, a complete, complete falsehood. The only power that I have is over my beliefs, my thinking, and that which I, comes out that I utter out of my mouth. 
with that, controlling that, knowing that, it doesn't matter what's happening out there. Then the outer world has no power over me. And that's the beauty. And that's where freedom comes in. That's where uh, bliss comes in. That's where joy comes in. That's where peace comes in. Because the outer world, no, that stage up there, you can sit in the audience, watch the play called life, and nothing can touch you. But you have to first master that within yourself. You have to rein in your own power, and you have to demonstrate your power within yourself. And now, once how can you people that, take steps to do that, John? Besides meditation, what are some steps that people in the audience might utilize to start to feel their inner power? is your sense of self, who and what you think you are. If you think you're a human, that's it. You're under, you just put yourself under the human law, the third dimensional reality law of belief. Okay, but how do we convince one. people to think of themselves as something beyond human? Let's talk about that. You cannot convince anybody. You cannot convince anybody. Uh, uh, I can venture to say that most people that are listening, that have listened, that will be listening to these conversations that we have are already in a point that they're looking for that. They're ready to make the next step. And the next step is within themselves of shifting from the human third-dimensional state of consciousness into their spiritual, fifth-dimensional reality. Okay. Are there any particular steps that might be helpful to help people make that transition? Or do you think that they just have to be at the right time in their lives and it will happen automatically. Synchronicity well, will take hold of it. Since we're in the physical body, uh, you know, you have to do physical things. Uh, you cannot just like if you can do it in the spiritual world, in the higher octaves of reality, uh, imagine it and it is there manifested. It doesn't happen here because this is what you chose to experience. So there has to be some physicality. Uh, I mean, my transition was reading a lot, meditating a lot, and reading a lot. And slowly but surely, my consciousness started to open up. I started to change. And then the beauty of it is my, by changing your inner way, your inner uh, state of consciousness, your outer world changes completely, right. magically. Mm-hmm. You know, just to add to what you said, and I think it will be complementary to what you said in terms of uh, giving some hints to people in the audience to how to change their sense of self. To Beyond that, and, and it's basically to get in touch with their spiritual entity And one of the things that I have found really helpful that has done wonders for me is to change my inner dialogue and my thoughts that I have about myself 
and everybody listening to this show now or in the future, I think, can relate to that. Because no matter what happens, you know, it's very common for human beings when whenever something goes wrong, who's the first person that gets blamed? Usually themselves. Yourself. What did I do wrong? Yourself, right. I'm so stupid. Right. So I think what's really helpful to get people to move beyond the human and into the spiritual is to first notice that inner dialogue. Be aware when it kicks in. And it's going to kick in a lot uh, for most of the people in this audience. When it kicks in, just watch that inner dialogue. That would be um, what I would say. Watch that inner dialogue and then slowly change that inner dialogue. Instead of blaming yourself, I'm this, I'm so stupid. Why did this happen to me? Why did I get stuck in traffic? Things like that. Well, then the other thing is the beauty of this, of taking responsibility for what happens in your outer world, which is what really is the truth, okay, is to take responsibility that you created all of that. That's a major step. No one wants to take responsibility for what Very true. in John, the reality. I, I think that people listening and most people haven't gotten to the point where they really can accept and understand that they have created every part of their reality. Let's get to that. But, but, their good news, but the good news is once you take responsibility, then you have the choice to change it. Right. And unless you One take way responsibility, though, you can't right. change it. But I think one way to sort of, you know, we're talking about the same thing, but, you know, sort of I know. Uh, different, all roads lead to Rome in a sense. But, you know, one way for people to actually experience and realize that they've created their own reality is if they start to notice that inner dialogue and just make some subtle changes to it instead of saying oh you know i'm this why did i take this route why did this happen to me why did my boss yell at me today instead of automatically going into that on autopilot to start saying you know what why did this happen to me what is there here for me to learn from i am exactly a great experience if I so choose. In other words, switching that inner dialogue, first noticing when that inner dialogue comes out. And most of the time it's a... That shows them that they really do have responsibility and the power to change their physical reality. Right. Right. Uh, and so, so you know, watch part, those you know, thoughts, watch that inner dialogue and to make changes to that inner dialogue. And by the way, to everyone listening to the audience, do not be frustrated if this takes some time, right, John? I mean, this is not something that you can just do in a second, or maybe you can, I don't want to put any limitations on anyone in the audience. It's an experience.
expectations on anybody. But that's the process that helps you to understand that you're really in control, that your thoughts are what's creating your world, your physical reality. Shifting those thoughts, you will be able to see the changes in that reality. And that's a very, very powerful lesson. I think that's going to help a lot of people in the audience. Yeah, well, it's like uh, the the things that yeah, I said, you know, step one would be your sense of self. Who do you think you are? Number two, your beliefs, because your beliefs are what are uh, operating in the subconscious. And, and those are things that you take through until you change them. Your uh, thinking and your inner conversations. And then is what comes out of your mouth? Because what comes out of your mouth is the when you make colossal everything into, you collapse the wave into the particle creation itself. Right. Right. So thoughts are very powerful. Words are perhaps even more powerful when they're projected onto other people. Would you say that's true, John? Uh, when when you talk yeah. to somebody and you when absolutely, especially if that other person has not reached a level of state of consciousness where they have uh, risen above the third, you know, they're out of the, uh, they're operating more on the fourth, fifth dimensional uh, state of consciousness, then I would say not, but most people are not there. So yes, words and thoughts can have uh, effects on other beings for sure. Right. Yeah. And I have observed, and I'm sure you have too, John, it is unbelievable and incredible the things that people say to other human beings and what they project onto them. I, it, it never ceases to amaze me. Uh, and, you know, it has a lot of power what you project onto another human being. I know people who grew up, you know, always being told how stupid they are. Teachers may have told them at one point, and they started to believe it. Oh, for and sure. Because this is for sure. This is what was projected onto them. And imagine all of the erroneous beliefs that we have accepted, and we have we are carrying with us. I remember I would make an analogy of what I used to be. I would see myself like a train with a, a million pounds of payload going at a hundred miles per hour, and I would have lost. I, I had no brakes. Until that time that I was able to stop the train, remove all of the cargo, which were my beliefs, and then turn it around the opposite direction and then started to one by one select that which I wanted to carry, those beliefs that I wanted to carry. So there is an inner cleansing, if you will, of your beliefs. Because until you cleanse your beliefs or change them consciously, you can't change them. They're operating. It's like an app or a program that you have downloaded to your, your uh, uh, computer. The same thing. A belief is like an uh, uh, operating program that goes from conscious to subconscious, and it's there until you erase it or erase it and then replace it. Right. I think that, you know, in my experience in, in dealing with all the stuff we're talking about tonight, it's been nothing short of amazing for me to realize when it actually hit me, 
how much of our thoughts and behavior is pre-programmed by our conditioning that was imposed upon us. I think that that whole concept is something for a lot of people, including myself at one point. Now it's not hard for me to accept that, but at one point it certainly was. But for people in the audience who are, you know, spent their whole lives either going to, you know, various churches or synagogues or mosques and, you know, having a wide variety of influences from teachers and parents, to really understand that these people may have had their best interests at heart, may not have, we don't know, but for the most part, they were unconscious, and they were transmitting unconscious ideas what they knew. that didn't serve no, you they, well. They, they, they transmitted their beliefs. It wasn't a lot right. of because our parents really didn't want to hurt us or do anything to us, you know what I'm saying, uh, consciously, okay? But that's what they, those were the programs, their beliefs that they had downloaded. And this is the whole thing. When you're a baby, you are not consciously aware of what's right or wrong. You are really don't understand. So you accept that which comes from your parents as truth. If it's right or erroneous, you accept that. So you start to build that ego. The ego is nothing more than your sense of self. Those beliefs that you have accepted as how everything works, how you are, how everybody is, and how the outer world is. That's the ego. And then, but remember, we started to add beliefs for how long? You know, all the years that you've been here, you have been accepting belief without any kind of discernment or filter. And those are there, are operational, because nobody has pulled them up, erased them, and replaced them. And this is incumbent upon every individual to do that, to create the life that they want to create the ultimate physical, mental, and spiritual life that we're talking about tonight, the right stuff, if you will, and to, to replace the conditioning that was just imposed upon them with the beliefs that they choose. This is what we're talking about, John, is for me, the pinnacle of human experience. It doesn't get any better than that when you can actually choose your beliefs bring those beliefs into fruition and see how your physical reality changes as a result of those new beliefs that you have consciously chosen for yourself. Does it get any better yeah. than that, John? It's, it's uh, basically magical. It's absolutely magical. And that magic is available to everyone listening to this show. Let's make that very clear. Everybody, everyone, everybody is and the, anyone is the genie. Everybody is the genie. And the beautiful thing about this is everybody can give themselves their own wishes. Right. It's, it's a really, it's an amazing thing to contemplate. I would only add, based on my own experience, that in order to do this and to experience what this magic that we're talking about, 
you almost have to tune out what everybody else says about you and everything else. And you have to tune into what Osho calls the inner sense and what you feel is right for you, that gut feeling about what you should do in every moment of your life. And it really doesn't matter if the whole world takes a position contradictory to what you feel is right for you. And, and that, John, is, I think, a critical part of this process. And it also yeah, and, takes and a that, lot of... And I'm going to take what yeah. you just said a step further. Now, whatever I believe is my belief, and it's only perfect for me. That doesn't mean that your belief or anybody else in the audience or whatever they choose is not perfect as well. And that's the other thing that needs to happen. One has to allow everybody and everything to be the way it is because, like I said earlier on in the conversation, we are powerless over the outer world. The only power that you have that you can become the genie is within your own reality, your own world. But you have so to not only does it take be, enormous courage to be immune from the opinions of other people about what's right for you, but in addition, let me point out that it also requires you to stop thinking that you know what's best for anybody else on this planet. And or that anybody else that, is doing anything wrong. Right. And that is, is something that in the world in which we live is a very, very difficult thing to pull off since everyone seems to have an opinion over everyone else's behavior. So in order to get to the place that John and I are talking about, you have to be willing to give up your judgment of pretty much everybody else and their behavior. Isn't that true, John? You really have to give that up. Absolutely. Otherwise, you could, you could never start experiencing the kind of magic that John and I are talking about. So, no, because and, what and happens that, when you judge or you're labeling, you have just attached yourself to that, which you're judging and labeling. And then you are not freeing yourself from experiencing your own desires. Right. So for all those people listening in the audience tonight, and for those who will be listening on another date, we've tried to talk tonight about the real magic, the right stuff, and how everything sort of works together, uh, it really requires a great deal of awareness in every moment of your life to do this. Uh, I think, you know, John, you and I have talked many times about this. Uh, it's almost like a constant awareness that you need to have in order to maintain this mindset because the mindset is what creates your physical reality. So if you want to have a thriving physical reality, if you want to be healthy physically and mentally, you have to be constantly aware. There's no getting around it. You can't be asleep at the wheel. Because if you're asleep at the wheel, someone is going to come in who has a very strong energy, and there's a lot of strong spiritual entities in human form. As we look around the world today, we know that's for sure. And if you're not careful, you could become under the control and dominion of these people if you're not aware. So awareness is, let's add it to the list of things you need in order to have the right stuff. You need to have constant awareness, right, John, in order to maintain this. Yes, I would say more is uh, become the watcher 
of your thoughts. Because once you know what you're thinking, you can change it. You can choose. That's the key to creation, to writing your own destiny. And everybody has that gift. Everybody has that power. It's only up to the individual to exercise that gift and power. Nobody can do it for you. And it does require constant effort. As you said earlier, John, um, when in human form, things don't manifest as quickly as they would in the spiritual world when there's no body involved. So in order to do things, in order to achieve this level of awareness, in order to have the right stuff, there's a, there's a, there's a tremendous effort that needs to be made and maintained. But I think I would say, and I think, John, it's fair to say that you would agree with me that the effort is worth it because there's really no other way to sustain and create the reality that you want. Nobody's going to do it for you, like you just said. And nobody's going to maintain it either. You know, it's, it's, I, I think in life it's not just about achieving something that you want, but it's about sustaining it too, Being a, having the wherewithal to sustain what you've achieved. Yes, and the other thing that I, want, I would add to that is this is the one thing, the only thing that you will take with you when you leave your body this state of consciousness, this awareness of being, this uh, awareness of how creation works, demonstrating it for yourself while you're in the physical body. When you leave your body, that awareness you're going to be able to use. So this is the only thing. So it is really worth paying attention to your inner being. It is worth the time, the effort that it will take to remove all of those erroneous beliefs all of those look at your inner conversations and allow creation to be the way it is. And, you know, when you talk about um, uh, taking this with you, for a lot of people in the audience, it might be a novel concept in terms of what you can or cannot take with you. You know, there is that old saying, you can't take it with you, but that's referring to physical objects, you know, when you transition. Right. That you've worked so hard to achieve in your lifetime. And that's a wonderful thing to contemplate, John. Yeah. So uh, so that really is the right stuff. I can't believe we only have a minute and a half left to our, our talk tonight, John. It absolutely flew by. Let me just recap very quickly for the audience. Uh, in terms of the right stuff, physical, mental, spiritual, taking advantage of opportunities that unfold for you, we talked about the sense of self, going beyond the human into the spiritual, how to make that shift, meditation, watching your inner dialogue, being very careful about what your thoughts are, changing your inner dialogue to a more positive one, watching your thoughts and watching how your reality is going to shift when your thoughts shift. Is there anything you want to add to that, John? We have less than a minute to the show. Beliefs, beliefs, 
beliefs. Okay. Because a belief is like an app that you download it there, and it will be there all the time until you pull it up from your consciousness and re- e- uh, erase it and change it. Right. And then you know, the only I, other I picked thing up to a add... saying. I picked up a saying a while ago, which I love, my knowledge and beliefs are not greater than change. Love that. And if you can stay with that, you will be able to then be free. Right. And the beautiful thing is we can bring that awareness to another dimension when we leave the body. John, uh, I want to thank you again. Uh, it's been a great show, the third in a three-part series. Thank you to all my listeners on Monogy Life. This is Robert Fisher wishing you a good night. Good night, John, and thank you again. Good night. Good night. <laughs>